0: Welcome to Feeling Asian, a podcast where two Asians talk about their feelings. I'm your host, Youngmi Mayer.
1: And I'm your other co-host, Brian Park.
0: Um, and today, we are talking about a really big topic for Asians, beauty beauty standards and our feelings surrounding them.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And to discuss this in, in very important topic, we have a guest, a very special guest. A very, very
1: special guest. Very special guest. Very um, special guest. Um, she
0: is a former... <laughs> the former beauty editor from Allure magazine um and just all around a great beauty writer oh, she <laughs>
1: and an all around great cool. person <laughs>
0: She wow. has also. Really I feel like it's very important to say this up top. She has amazing eyebrows, <gasps> and she her gross. Skin, my skin. My eyes hurt because so her skin So I is trust radiating. her. I did this for you guys. I trust her <laughs> to tell us about beauty. Um, Sable Young. Sable
2: Young. Sable Young everyone. Wow. Yeah. That's the best intro I've had in my life. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome.
0: <laughs> well, I guess before we get to the beauty topic and talking to Sable, Brian, how are you feeling?
1: How am I feeling? I'm feeling a little bit bittersweet right now Ooh. because, so my sister just gave birth to a newborn nephew. <gasps> what?
0: Nothing. <laughs> you are saying like a newborn goat like it just <laughs> sounded like sorry and
1: that that's me. it that's why i'm bittersweet <laughs> um, yeah. uh yeah so i have a new bo- i have a new nephew super exciting Aww, so cute. my parents have been in town for the past two weeks however yesterday they just left to korea and i'm feeling a little bit bittersweet because while they were here in new york there were certainly moments where we butt heads a lot um but, you know, we were able to resolve those things. We had a lot of deep, in-depth conversations about, God, I don't even know what, how I'm feeling, what what they expect out of me, yada yada, traditional strict Asian parenting what, stuff. you talked
0: about your feelings with them?
1: Well, they were just asking me, like, how's my career going and... Mm. That's a loaded loaded question that comes with a lot of disappointment.
2: Did they ask you like, "Where's your baby"? Uh,
1: They're definitely (laughs) like, "You're you're gonna be thirty soon. You need to get married." And I'm like, "I no, yeah."
0: They think you should be married. I feel like I mean I get that Asian parents want that for all their kids, but I feel like that's more of like a woman thing, Mm, right? Yeah. For men, you can have a kid when you're. This is also
1: why I feel a little bit bittersweet because my parents are on the old. They're getting older. Mm -hmm. Like my mom, my parents had me when they were. Uh, very late. Right. And I'm like, no, don't know how to speak English right now. They <laughs> had me when I'm very late, when they're very late. Um, One of those late babies. Yeah, so they really, they they want me to get married because ideally they want me to have grandchildren and they still, they don't want to be too old. Right. And uh, I, I don't know, even if even sense. if our ha- the times that we spend together, it comes with some stressful moments. Every time we separate, I still feel um i i don't know it makes me really sad because they are getting older they're 65 now and mm. i now i'm starting to measure how we don't live you know we live far apart and how many more times will i be able to see them yeah going forward
2: where do your parents live
1: they live in texas okay yeah so that's
2: like farish yeah
1: kind of farish yeah but yeah. Yeah, and i'm doing my thing my mm-hmm. sister works and uh yeah and then i start to feel like man i shouldn't have said those things that i said to them right. while we were together because of the time we have together because they're gonna die like...
2: <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that too <laughs> don't say anything <laughs> wrong because they're gonna die
1: basically but yeah that's how i feel i feel a little bittersweet, yeah, and overall Ooh. i'm very happy that i got to see them and spend some quality time with them but i do regret some of the things that i said to them
0: Yeah, I feel like that, too, because sometimes we don't get along, and I'm like, you know, it's important that I have, like, these negative feelings from, you know, just being around my parents all my life, but then it's also like, yeah, they are gonna die, and then after they, I'm gonna regret it, you know what I mean? So it's like, (laughs) that's how I feel, I'm like, maybe I should just, like, bite my tongue and just be nice.
1: I have, I sometimes uh, have this fear where if I say something hurtful Mm -hmm. to them, Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, no, what if a catastrophic accident happens to them and that's, like, the last thing yeah. that I say to oh them. oh, gosh. I think that's about a lot that of pressure. Yeah. Like,
2: uh, I didn't say I love you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it sp- depends on the dynamic you have with your parents. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's very... Uh, it's I hard. have to respect them. And yeah. <laughs> uh, they're always right mm-hmm. and wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, also,
2: it's hard for people
0: that have, like... For, like Im, like immigrant or foreign parents because they always get on these like airplanes and just fly for 13 hours and I'm like their plane's <laughs> gonna crash you know what I mean right you're in right. the air right. too like, long it's like, too like long your parents live in Texas right, right, right. but yeah they go yeah. to Korea all the time and I'm like wow right. they're gonna die in the, in the plane
1: <laughs> Yeah. well oh, right. that's how I'm feeling <laughs> just I hope their wow. plane does not something doesn't happen to their plane did up, they to arrive yeah not yet oh
2: my god they're in the air
1: I'm on the edge of my seat right now <laughs>
2: Wow. Well you're more likely to die in a car than a plane. That's true. I always think That's true. about that. So,
1: All right. Whew. All right. I'm good now. I, I feel good. really good now. Yeah. Yeah. Young me, how are you feeling?
0: All right, so I have a very <laughs> I have a funny story that I was actually saving for Sable to come. <laughs> And I, I know it's gonna make me sound like a fucking asshole, but I really <laughs> want to say it because I think it's funny. <laughs> so it. I'm excited so now. <laughs> I, okay, so I recently, so I got divorced two years ago, Sable, okay. just in case you got don't it, know. Got it. Got it. And it's, it, you know, like now I'm in like this situation where financially it's like a little rocky. Mm. So I recently sold my Birkin to pay rent, <laughs> oh. which I feel like is such a that's Asian, such a glamorous like Asian New York person problem.
1: problem.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: but, but I wanted, yeah. and Wait, I felt those, bad. Birkins are. I made a
1: I I know about them because my mom and my sister are like into purses.
0: So, here's the thing. It's if you don't whoever if, if you're listening you don't know. It's <laughs> it's just an extremely expensive purse. It's like the Rolls-Royce of purses. It's the Rolls-Royce it of yeah. like a status symbol. Hell yeah. Um but I first before you think I'm an asshole, I have to say that <laughs> literally like they're very expensive. They're like sometimes go for over $10,000. Yeah. But the second so that not it
1: mostly go not yeah. sometimes. It's like yeah, always I mean, goes over well, $10,000. I
0: think now the market's a little flooded so they're mm-hmm. not as expensive, but like years ago when I first bought it it was very expensive and I just want to say that well, my ex-husband asshole. bought it for uh-huh. me and he bought it when he made like the down to the penny the amount that the purse bought, costs right so he bought it for me for my birthday and then we were broke like we had to eat top ramen <laughs> oh
3: but God. then I was just holding this purse <laughs> in like a shitty apartment oh my God. <laughs> I was like I got, I got it guys look at me bitch but then we were like sleeping
0: on the floor <laughs> <laughs> eating top ramen and being like, I got a bird I'm just walking around like Trader Joe's yeah. or whatever, like a fucking idiot because we're just really bad with money and we have no idea what oh we're doing. God. And like, that's, I feel like, but I feel like that's important. The thing that I wanted to talk about, the reason I bring this up is because I feel like a lot of Asian women own very high end luxury goods like Birkins. And it's true. They, they do. Sh- yeah. They shop a yeah. lot at luxury stores mm-hmm. more than. Even by percentage like white people or anyone else and I feel like a lot of them are like me where they literally throw all their money away into it and then they go home and eat like you know slices of white bread for four weeks and I think it's an important part of the Asian American and also just Asian people.
2: Um, Definitely Asian people
1: because lives, you see the international students about, in New York. Yeah, just like head to toe up, yeah. Balenciaga. To toe. Yeah.
2: yeah. Right. And then they're like thousands and thousands of dollars in debt. Right. And <laughs> yeah. I, but I
0: feel like it's a big part of our community because there is like, a, uh, we are not allowed status in a way that white people just have by being white. Uh, and so we mm-hmm. need to dress like that That's, to gain respect. I see that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yes, absolutely. I understand like, that in the
1: context yeah. of america yeah but even if you go to asia there but where yeah. there are no white mm-hmm. people there is an obsession with the status that yeah. comes with designer labels
0: but in asia i think also yeah there you're totally right it just exists there but in asia it's i think it's because the culture there is like if you don't show me why i should respect you i'm not gonna mm-hmm. respect you yeah it's like something mm-hmm. like the that visual cues
2: on. are really important yeah and yeah. It, it,
1: it extends beyond just consumer goods like we've touched on this before but like educational background mm-hmm. right like, just cleanliness like an ivy yeah. league degree is yeah. the Hermes birkin bag of, totally um like it's like a luxury education. lifestyle right yeah, yeah.
0: So that's why I wanted to bring it up, and I don't. Uh, and also, I had to sell it because I'm so fucking broke. <laughs> <laughs> behind on rent. So don't think I'm an asshole. But like, how did, how did how did you feel pants. after letting that go? Actually, it was kind of like uh, getting rid of like a curse. It was like yeah, a, remember like O. Henry or one of those like. <laughs> Or was it like the, what was that book, like the Hemingway book about the pearl that ruined, like, ruined, (laughs) I found a pearl in the ocean and it ruined my
3: fucking life.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or or like, it was like, it was literally like very symbolic and like cursed feeling. Like it felt like the ring, like I was just like, ugh. It just felt terrible. Like it just felt terrible sitting in my bedroom, like someone's going to steal. Like I was obsessed.
2: That's (laughs) true. Because like a lot of people get those bags insured.
0: Yeah. I didn't, it, yeah. I didn't, I don't was even Was it hard
1: know. to sell? Like no, the moment it you put the market? no, it was very easy. It was very easy
0: Luxury to sell.
2: handbags are like, there's a huge market for resale. But
0: I have to say the Birkins are like, the market is flooded, so I didn't get as much money as I thought I would get. Mm. But it did feel like extremely cursed to have it. Walking <laughs> yeah. out, like walking out, I, ne- I literally maybe took it out three times in the whole like five years that I've had it. Yeah. Because I would carry it and like you, ca- you walk outside with like a Birkin and people are like... <gasps> <laughs> like just Everyone just starts perspiring. That. Yeah, and then you're like, you're like, where do, where do I go? Because I can't. Do I go on the subway? Is someone gonna like? like yeah. you can't carry it. Like yeah. it makes you feel like an idiot. Just like, oh, like I never so understood that because so heavy my mom so and heavy.
1: my sister kind of do that, where they have these nice purses, but they rarely use them because they're like oh, I don't want to... It's going to make me look like an asshole. I'm like, why'd you buy it yeah, there in the first place? True. That was my
0: big thing. I didn't want to look like an asshole. Yeah. So I would just sort of like carry it behind my body. Like, And was yeah. like... Like, for, for guys, I not like, have had one. sneakers
1: are... <laughs> purses yeah, for yeah. men kind of in that same like <laughs> status like yeah. a lot of guys are into these expensive sneakers and they yeah. like try to keep them in pristine yeah. condition
0: they, they, yeah make the keep them clean which right. is crazy because they're sneakers right they're on your but feet but for me i
1: think it's more of a flex to like beat them to shit if it's mm. a really nice sneaker yeah because you were like get those limited flexing.
2: edition jordans and then just like and just tear them up and be like oh this is to me i can <laughs> yeah. even if i can't
1: i can portray that i can get a new pair easily yeah yeah I wear these. These are my laundry day shoes. Yeah, listeners, so I don't. Fancy. I don't. I don't have. But you I'm know what? They, Doc they have
0: stopped listening minutes ago. Fucking like, <laughs> assholes! With their goddamn purses.
1: How are you feeling, young me? I sold my Hermès purse. <laughs> <I'm>
0: <laughs> feeling, feeling poor because I had.
2: To,
0: I'm relieved, sorry. I just, your
1: cursed purse. <laughs> my, cur-
0: it was relieved. Honestly, relief Also, I I made the person take a picture of me with it. <laughs>
1: I was That's like, great. I just
0: want proof that yeah. once I had a yeah. birkin, this is like the
2: only. The
1: spell has been lifted.
2: Yeah, I feel a lot more free, actually.
1: <laughs> Sable, how are you feeling?
2: Oh man, how can I follow that? Um, I, <laughs> um, I'm feeling all right. A little flippy floppy. I'm I'm dealing with some mind slime. It's like whoa. What's this mind is... slime? I like you know, the way you
1: speak. Flippy floppy and mind slime. Yeah.
2: Yes, words are words are fun, but. <laughs> Yeah, Mind Slime... I'm an idiot.
1: (laughs) I'm like, you're a writer. I like the words you
2: use. (laughs) Words, guys. are Great. Um, Yeah, Mind Slime is a thing I call when you you have like all of these things that you're like, oh, I'm excited to do this. And like, I'm working on this and I have so much things to do. But then your brain is like, no, you don't. Bitch, you're gonna binge watch Netflix and you're oh. gonna sit on the couch and think about your life. Oh. And I'm like, no, mind slime, no, I'm too busy. No. Oh my God. I'm in a constant state of mind slime. Yeah. So that and then plus like daylight savings time. So I was like, don't do this to me, man. Yeah. Don't. Mm. So it's like dark at five and it feels like it's eight. And then I'm just like, wait, what did I do with my day? There was four hours of daylight. Do you get sad? It's seasonal. What's it? Seasonal affective seasonal, yeah, seasonal disorder. disorder. I get like productivity guilt mm. where for some like my brain is still wired to that kind of Nine to five schedule, so like when it's daylight, it's like now's the time to be doing stuff and like mm-hmm. working. And then once it's dark, my brain's like, now stop working.
1: Right. So once it gets dark
2: earlier, I'm like, oh no, I I only have so much brain energy where <laughs> it will work for wow. me.
1: <laughs> well, it's four p.m. time to stop working now. <laughs> I <to> watch Netflix. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. So it's like a struggle against me and like my brain energy where I'm like, no, wait, we wanted to do so many things together. And now right. you're not doing this with me. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. Do you feel guilty when you don't get like a lot of work done? I do. Mm. Especially like now more so that I'm back to freelance mm-hmm. because oh, like I like I'm my own boss and like I have to like be disciplined with my time management, which I'm not good at. Right. So then like every day just becomes like a reflection of like, what did
0: I accomplish today? And then you're like judging every day by how much work you did. Yeah, absolutely.
2: So it's like I'm super hard on myself with that stuff. And I have to like, after all, everyone's like, dude, everybody feels this way. And like, just like stop shitting on yourself. Like sometimes like you can't do anything. And sometimes like you're in like a holding pattern, which does happen a lot. Yeah. But still, then I'm like, but wait didn't you have personal things you wanted to work on? Didn't you like say you wanted to finish this thing you're writing? then it's like, I did say that.
1: (laughs) Oh, wow. That is like
0: a huge, I feel like part of everyone's life.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, Especially
0: in New York, but I feel like a lot for like creatives.
2: Totally, Mm -hmm. yeah. I
0: I think it's so weird because like as a creative, you do need like this downtime to Mm -hmm. like be, you know, to create in your brain and not just be like chugging along all the time. But then we can't, like we don't
2: allow ourselves that downtime. I know. It feels so like indulgent and guilty and like totally like shower thoughts that's why they say like oh your your best ideas come when you're like not thinking of being productive when you're just kind of like mindlessly doing a ritual or routine yeah so then I was like oh maybe I'll like finally start working out and like do a yoga so then I started doing yoga but then the whole time I'm doing yoga I'm like really self-conscious because I'm super out of shape that I look like an <laughs> asshole so the whole time I'm like is this what did she like because the instructors yeah. never show you the stuff they just uh-huh. say the positions right. and then everyone does it and I'm like how do they know
3: oh <laughs> Do they, no. know. Yeah, they
2: all know so the whole time I'm just like looking at everyone trying to like yeah it's like doing like a choreographed dance where you don't know the mood right <laughs> so Seems it gives so me odd. more anxiety to do yoga I, I love how you were like I'm gonna go do
0: the self-care yoga <laughs> thing just so I can get more ideas to <laughs> be know. better at work
2: like, <laughs> isn't it, it, it sick I'm gonna, I'm gonna go take a shower so I'll, I'll get ideas it's kind of sick like this like way we're brainwashed into just like kind of it's somebody was explaining it to me like the capitalist mindset yeah it's a capitalist where mindset. like you're just constantly pressured to produce and produce for like mm. little like cogs yeah
1: yeah absolutely well thank you for sharing with yes us. you know mind slime you
0: know what? i feel like everyone <laughs> listening can definitely relate to that yeah. it's just mm-hmm. like you just feel like no matter what you're doing it's never enough
1: yeah and you're yeah. not creating enough but I, ever I, I procrastinate a lot so yes, when i know i have same. a when i have a lot to do i'm like Oh, my books aren't color coordinated. Let's mm-hmm. work on this. Displace productivity. Let's, I vacuum so much. Yep, just so I don't <laughs> my floors are do. spotless. Like you <laughs> could eat amazing. off of them. <laughs> I love
0: that. <laughs> yeah. I don't vacuum. I just lay <laughs> in bed. That's my procrastination.
1: <laughs> and just look at your cursed purse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. It's gone now. It's I'm free. Now. I'm a, free. I can live my a life.
2: Birkin-shaped shaped Space
1: in your life. <laughs> well, let's let's jump into our episode yeah. now. Okay. Um, Sable, you are our well, we we were Instagram for friends we first, were. and I saw that you're you're just like a beauty expert. Your skin's always popping in on your fo- on all your photos. Yeah. And gotta pop that skin. Yeah, and listeners, <laughs> young me, tell our listeners what Sable did. Oh for my us.
0: god! So Sable just got here and she brought us a bag of skincare products. And I, I, well, first I was, I screamed. And then,
2: she did
1: scream. And then I
0: fist fought Brian because he was trying. I have I have, I have, I have
1: cold chicken breast on my eye right now.
0: He's bleeding right now it's just a bag filled with expensive skincare <laughs> products listeners so listeners <laughs> so invite sable over just
1: invite sable over yeah i'm mean, everyone's skincare auntie the best guest <laughs> ever she brought us a gift <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah you're uh, i would consider you a beauty expert and uh, i guess uh, young me and i want to know like have you always had a fascination with i guess beauty and um, how would you yeah, just, how would you define beauty the
2: world? oh boy that? Big question. Um, I I guess I sort of have because when I was when I was growing up, I was never allowed to wear makeup. I was never allowed to like dye my hair or like do basically anything <laughs> 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 anything to my appearance that wasn't like conventionally normal. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. I was allowed to shave my legs, which like also like I
1: don't well
2: I don't really grow a lot of love hair, so now I'm like sick. But like at the time, I was like, when will I be a woman? Yeah.
1: <laughs> wow. Well so, and because your parents. Yeah, like
2: my mom was just really strict, and like she's a, like a, the type of mom who like insists to this day that like she's like, the reason your hair is so thick and lustrous is because I shaved your head as a baby. And oh, it's like, yeah, that's, that's a big po- Asian po- thing. It's such, yeah, it's a big Asian thing, but I'm like, that's not physically possible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she won't hear it though. She will not hear it. And I think maybe because I was so restricted, there was this always this kind of like forbidden
1: attraction to it oh wow so forbidden fruit yeah
2: like there was always like that fascination with it so like i think i like really snapped back in my career where like i like bleached my head for like a long time and i was like platinum blonde and like i've tried all the things just because like i had access to it
0: right well at what age did you like get to try makeup and like dyeing your hair and stuff like that
2: um when i went away to college because i wasn't living with them anymore so that's so, when you finally got to do all yeah. of that. It. Yeah, so I was like, "You can't
0: stop me! I'm in Westchester."
2: That's amazing. Like, I grew up the on Long Island. It's like forty Chester. minutes away.
0: <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. So wait. So when you went to college, were you just like you like went all out and had like crazy dyed hair? And Not stuff like that, Totally or? just
2: because I was like a bro college student, mm-hmm. but like me and, like, my roommates or, like, the girls that lived on my floor, we'd, like, go to the Target and get, like, box dye Mm. and just, like, fuck fuck up our hair (laughs) with, like, terrible box dye. Yeah. And just, like, wear, you know, like, really fun, kind of, like, creative, like, euphoria-esque makeup just to, like, go out to the quad on a Friday night. That's amazing. Wow.
1: Was it jarring for you initially once you, you know, decided to embrace that? desire of wanting to alter your appearance Mm -hmm. and, like, experiment with it and the way people, like, how people's perceptions of you have changed? Because I'm sure there was a difference, like, maybe in high school where you weren't able to play around with the way you presented yourself. And then in college, you were.
2: But I also think it was... I mean, like, a lot of things changed, like, going to college from high school just because, like, I wasn't living at home. Yeah. Right. I was in, like, a whole new environment with people I didn't know. So I could ostensibly just, like, reinvent myself mm-hmm. and kind of, like, really, like, branch out. Like, in, in high school, I was very boring. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was super boring. I also, like, was What do you mean by boring? Well, though? like, I was, like, not. I was such a good kid. I was like super I like did all of my homework and like followed all the rules and mm-hmm. like did all the things you're supposed to and it was just super boring and I like never did drugs or like drank or like did bad kid stuff. Right. Mostly just cuz like I didn't like jive with like the cool bad kids. <laughs> And like, You're like we're the nice bad kids. Not <laughs> like, even it's like I was like in like the school like theater club Aww, <laughs> like, and it was awesome. on the paper. So like Right, right. it's weird
1: that I think that's cool.
2: <laughs> My nerd. Like now was I I like a we nerd. had fun. Nerd brown. Like it was just like, you know, a bunch yeah, of like yeah. nerdy kids like doing like a production of Oklahoma and like yeah. writing the newspaper. Like yeah. I awesome. thought that was fun. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. But like, we didn't get into trouble. We would just like go to each other's houses and like eat cookies and like watch whatever the fuck we watched. Like, I'm like, wait, Netflix didn't exist then. But,
0: and so, like, so then, like, how, so in college, what did you study? Like, how did I studied you study the
2: theater?
0: Oh, you did. Okay. <laughs> okay.
2: Studying theater. So then, how yeah. did you
0: get into the like beauty writing? Um. dot, dot. dot. It was
2: kind of an mis- accident, actually. Okay. It's funny. Um, About like six or seven years ago, I. Started writing for this website called Exovane. It was, like, the beauty sister site to Uh ExoJane. Which, like, I guess, like, was one of, like, the big kickoff sites when, like, women's media became a thing. Right. But... Um, randomly, I was actually looking for a roommate on Craigslist, uh-huh. and I wrote this like one like crazy-sounding ad because my Marita at the time. Just gave me like a two weeks notice. She was like a good friend, bad falling out, and then she was just like, "I'm leaving," and it was like great. But then I was like, "Wait, that's two <gasps> weeks away!" So I wrote this insane-sounding <laughs> Craigslist ad and just posted it on every single apartment listing group, like on Facebook and I don't, even like list, all those like listing things, and. Somebody got in touch with me. It got shared around a lot and somebody got in touch. They were like, I don't need a roommate, but this was like really funny. Um, Are you a writer? Like I just started working at this new beauty site. We need writers. And I was like kind of broke doing like retail and not didn't really have directions i was like do you pay (laughs) like i'll do it for money yeah and that that was exo vain and then from then on i just really loved it and this
0: is a crazy story it's like you wrote a craigslist ad for a roommate that went viral it's weird and then got a writing job (laughs) which led to a career and now i'm now you're a writer yeah wow that's amazing that's
1: so fucking cool
0: You know, why don't my Amazon reviews ever and- <laughs> <laughs> blow up? I thought they were funny. They might. They just might. What's even
1: sadder is we're yeah. comedians and I tweet shit and those don't <laughs> even go away. <laughs> oh my
0: god. That's <laughs> <laughs> literally
2: all we're trying to do. You did it by posting
1: By Christ, like, like, accident. Like,
2: you're just like, I'm no, he, if I I, a roommate. If, mm-hmm. if I tweet and it gets like twenty likes, I'm like, this is a big deal. I'm gonna be No, put that's this. how I feel. Oh,
1: yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah, yeah I'm like, I'm not 20 trained. likes, I'm
0: like yeah. I'm, stop answering Brian's
1: phone. Young me gets twenty likes and she'll be like, Brian, do you wanna post this on our Instagram? Instagram because this is popping. Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh, blo- oh, Brian, I'm blowing up again. It's blowing up. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's so amazing.
2: <clears throat> but yeah, they kind of just like took. I and mean, I really, really enjoyed it. So I was like, I'm gonna keep doing this and see where it goes. Yeah. And then you all- you already loved beauty, so it's sort of yeah. for you. Okay.
1: And in college, like it seems like that's when you really dove in and were were able to like explore like what beauty meant to you. <laughs> totally. And, like what worked for you, what didn't yeah. work for you. Um. Did you always How long was that, like, process of discovery, I guess? Because as an Asian person, I imagine... Like, for me, I always try to present... Initially, I would try to present myself in a way that you know like GQ magazine or like Esquire Mm -hmm. which is catered to like a white audience and quickly realized like oh why am I trying so hard to fit this mold that doesn't suit me Mm -hmm. and I'm guessing like for you did you go through a similar process like that oh
2: totally like I grew up I like subscribed to every teen magazine yeah and like they never had Asian they like they maybe had like one percent like Asian models right and they were always East Asian Mm -hmm. like so it was like a very very specific narrowed perspective of what Asian beauty could be Mm -hmm. and anytime they even had like beauty tips which like to me were already relevant because I was like I can't wear makeup so this is not relevant to me (laughs) but like they know, and like I realized they'd never addressed like different eye shapes like monolids and like basically anything that wasn't white or white centric Yeah, yeah, and like even like not even to Asians but even like black people like women of color in general like they just we weren't considered yeah because like and it's like weird to say this it's like it's not mainstream to be ethnic but it's
0: yeah yeah no gr- I yeah. mean like if you think about it they didn't even have like different foundation colors yeah. until maybe two years I ago I know it was Rihanna, just like thank mocha you. <laughs> pale yeah that's it mm-hmm. that was, yeah it was so funny
2: totally and it's like there there are a lot of brands like mac makeup forever but they're like studio brands who've always had like yeah. shades for everybody just because they're studio brands right. but then like it became just in general. Like yeah. For, for gen and then, pop. Totally. And then once like Rihanna came out with Fenty and everyone's like, oh, my God, 40 shades of foundation. And then all these brands are like, yeah. well, we're coming out with 50 and 60 shades. Yeah. But like they wouldn't test them on real people. So it's mm-hmm. like you can't just add like black to a foundation like, until yeah, yeah. and say you like did the work because if it doesn't work on a person's face, like you just phoned it in. Right. Which now everyone. Ooh,
0: I didn't know that was happening. That's yeah. really interesting because now I, I just see these brands coming out with we have really like all these co- like crazy colors, but they're not actually like testing them out on real. Totally. People. That's it's because so... like now like
2: your your like brand identity mm-hmm. is also focused on like your social causes.
0: Right. And like diversity and stuff like that. Absolutely. So do you feel like, you know, as an Asian woman and a woman in color l- working in beauty Like, what is that like now? Because there is like, you know, very recently, I guess, it's sort of this big thing now to be inclusive, have diversity, Mm -hmm. and, you know, like, uh, every brand has to have, like, the social causes tied to Mm -hmm. it. What is is
2: all that like? Um, I mean, I think it's cool. It's great that they're having this conversation and it's long overdue Uh in, like... It's funny because for the longest time, everyone would look to magazines to dictate like what are the trends, what's in, what should we be paying attention to? Yeah. Um, And like it's funny that it's happening now as almost as a response to things like social media. Right. And like the fact that like everybody has a platform and a voice now. Mm -hmm. And because like, you know, magazines are seen as like not less of an authority, maybe just less relevant of an authority. Mm, So Now that magazines are reflecting what people actually care about, like, that's great. Yeah. And, like, part of me really wishes this happened earlier. Like,
0: 40, 50 years ago? Like,
2: if if Allure and if Vogue was, if they were focusing on this in, like, the 90s, like, we probably wouldn't have the same issues we have today because they already would have been smoothed out.
1: Mm, That's really true. Yeah. I mean, growing up, when I would look at men's magazines and you see these fashion campaigns you would never and sometimes they'll you know sex sell. so they'll have like mm-hmm. a really hot girl like mm-hmm. touching a guy or yeah like they're about to <laughs> yeah. fuck and there would never be like an asian dude so yeah. i would just like, flip through and be like all right i guess we're unfuckable then
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh well um
1: <laughs> okay from your experience what are you what do you think like as an asian woman what do you think is the difference in beauty standards between asian beauty in asia and asian beauty in Asian American culture,
2: um, definitely. I think Asian beauty from Asia is much more homogenous. Mm-hmm. Um, as a cult, I mean, as a culture, they like socially they're much more homogenous anyway. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that it would reflect in beauty. But like, like Korea obviously is like a huge hub for beauty. Um, Don't I know it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that and was they, creepy. and it's funny because like their aesthetic is so specific. Yeah and they don't rigid. yeah they don't really deviate from it and that's why like every brand they have like the same like seven lip colors yeah and like they have only one foundation yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like light yeah. or fair <laughs> <laughs> like, literally that like i am half korean i cannot wear any korean foundations yeah um and then i think like amore pacific which is like one of the biggest um asian beauty brands like they were like we expanded our range <laughs> it's like medium fit, <laughs> like literally it was that and i was like y'all three days in the sun yeah
1: <laughs> yeah i feel like in korea there's yeah. just an obsession with purity yes. and fairness and fairness just cl- it's like clean
2: yeah and like my mom explained it to me in that like being tan is like a sign that you're like a peasant because yeah, you work in the sun like, all farm day hand. yeah
1: but it's the I mean, opposite you know, here in yeah. america i know because being tan in america is indicative of it's leisure sta- yeah it's like a status symbol yeah and like vacation and get totally get on the beach yeah. yeah
0: you know the thing about this is uh, something that i think about a lot i you know i think a lot about plastic surgery and how it's tied mm-hmm. to korea totally um and what i hear what i hear american white american people talking about it they always say oh it's it's because they want to look white like that's why they have I plastic know. surgery and it's such bullshit it's totally not why like, really no not there, at all it's not true at all I always thought
1: there was some truth in that I think, why, like, it, I think there was Korea like, has an obsession with yeah. like but, eyelid surgery sure. like trying no, to make no, their eyes but here's look the thing. bigger
0: yeah yeah but here's the thing like I live you know I'm from Korea I live mm-hmm. there never and I know a lot of my friends got plastic surgery I never heard anybody say I'm trying to look white it's just like they're trying to look more beautiful in the sense of being like the universal ideal of beauty which is more young but and what like, is universal though like looking a little bit more childlike like having larger eyes or i
1: don't think there is a universal uh, i think there standard. is standard
0: there is there's some
2: there's <laughs> a, what do you think from a like a yeah from us like a globally like a social from a social perspective globally mm-hmm. like for the longest time and this is still very long-standing it's like proximity to whiteness yeah is considered like the beauty ideal. And a lot of that also has to do with like religion and the way like religion paints whiteness as like purity. So like in that way, it's kind of skewed in that like it's not white as in Caucasian, it's white as in like literal whiteness. Like purity. Yes, yeah, Because like when when
0: Koreans want to have like white skin it's because they're talking about, like, translucent. Yeah. They're not talking... They're, they're talking <laughs> like, paper. They're yeah. not we're talking
1: about Caucasian, bitch. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about, about, about ghostly. They're, we're more <laughs>
0: Caucasian
2: than Caucasian. <laughs> yeah, they're like,
0: literally talking about the color white. Yes. Yeah. And I think, yeah, purity has a lot more to do with mm-hmm. it than uh. in their heads. Because there is less, like, growing up in Korea, there's less... Obviously, like, white supremacy is, like, a part of every country in the world sure. at this point. Oh, it's yeah. A disease. But there's less of it, like, constantly bearing down on you than growing up as like an asian person in america Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean because here it's just constant you're always like made to feel like totally this is the thing but in korea it it does seep into the like society but not in a way that's like as intense here so when people get plastic surgery there no one's like i'm trying to look white like that's like
2: i think it's just that Mm. koreans prize looking your best exactly and like whatever your best is that yeah. fits in with the society is like that's what you should go for
0: yeah and if they were trying to look white like let's say korea like east asians like their whole point in plastic surgery was trying to look white then why aren't there like thousands of white passing east asian people Cause, you know because they have the technology <laughs> that is true you know what i mean yeah. why don't they look like fucking gwyneth paltrow yeah they don't you know <laughs> like if you see a korean woman with a ton of plastic surgery she mm-hmm. looks like just a korean woman yeah Do you know what i mean totally and yeah. even
2: like there are trends in plastic surgery as well like in right. korea like the really slim v-line with the jaw yeah yeah which like you said it's like to look more childlike and look like more youthful
0: yeah like i feel like white people always talk about oh they want bigger eyes bigger eyes, mm-hmm. bigger eyes. i'm like but why don't you talk about the under eye fat surgery or the jaw <laughs> oh, yeah. surgery <laughs> yeah which are way more like just as common yeah why yeah. don't you talk about that because it doesn't fit in your eye your idea that Asian people are trying to be white—they're never gonna talk about the jaw surgery because that doesn't yeah. align with their mm-hmm. beliefs that they everyone wants to be them. I feel like you know, yeah. right? Yeah. Did you feel like that? <laughs> am I am I crazy? No, no, no. I no, like, I get that. It's yeah, I'm like learning. This yeah. Huge like narrative in America that East Asians get surgery to look just white, and it's like they're like no. really like like jerking themselves off. They're like, <laughs> yeah, you want to look like us? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry,
1: no. I'm doing I. Weird. You know, I hear what you're saying and I realize now that i am misinformed. And it's not to look whiter, it's just to be more well, youthful like every and childlike you... yeah. in appearance. But I do agree with you Sable that it is much more homogenous mm-hmm. because when I go when I visit Korea, I, people immediately can tell that I'm a foreigner because really? I, I stick out in terms of the way of the I way I you dress or the way I dress but also just the way I look and like present my hair wow. and my yeah. general vibe and aura. Your walk.
0: Your aura, yeah.
2: yeah my, you I have walk. an American aura.
1: My walk?
0: You, you have like a confidence about you.
2: Wait, what? It's so you're saying my are not I'm not even confident. joking.
0: I'm not even joking. No, they, they do have confidence, but it comes out in a different physical way. I like, swear to God, mm. Korean
2: people will say, like, I can tell you didn't grow up here because of your walk. Like, they will say something like that. Weird. I do also, think space yeah. is a, like, space is a cultural thing. Where like, the way you regard the space around you mm-hmm. and where you fit into it, yeah. Like, manspreading mm. is, yeah. like, a very American thing. Yeah, yeah, Whereas, like, you wouldn't do that in, like, Japan. You wouldn't yeah. do right. that in Asia just because, like, culturally, like, the way you regard space is so different. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. That's a great yeah. point. How wow. I'm so maybe that's so much see. smarter than us, young people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, like, maybe that's what they see. They're like, this guy's taking up space. You We're must literally. not be from around here. <laughs> uh, Meanwhile, young men <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, are like, it's the breathe. walk. <laughs> <laughs> it's the way you walk. I mean, it could be the walk, too. breathing too loud. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I get. Oh,
0: God. Um. Yeah, But also I also have to say The European standards of beauty That's also definitely a mm-hmm. thing Like I'm not gonna pretend that They're obviously That seeped into sure. Korea And that's mm-hmm. a big part of Where their concepts of beauty Totally are. But I feel like living in Korea There's this thing That Korean people don't really think that they're not as good as white people because they don't live in a white
2: supremacy I feel country. like I think they're better than white yeah,
0: people Yeah, they actually, actually. do. <laughs> yeah, because they would always say these really, because I'm half white and they would always say these really racist things to yeah. me like that are like very anti-white. They're like, oh, like white women are just also so fat and big and I'm like, do you have food? I'm hungry. Like they always say that to me and I'm like, they're like, you know, you're like too big because you're like a white woman. Like they're too big and like, it was, which is a really racist uh, totally terrible thing to yeah. say. Yeah. Or they would just say like just really mean things about white people's mm-hmm. physical appearance all the time. And so I feel like, which is all terrible and racist, but it's like, so they wouldn't, I don't know. They have a very complicated relationship to European beauty standards. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But it's definitely a big part.
1: But this is anyway. going to sound biased coming from me because I'm Korean. But mm-hmm. with the globalization of K pop and Korean skincare. Have you noticed that from non-Asian countries, let's use European standards of Mm -hmm. beauty, sort of adapting or borrowing these Asian beauty trends from your experience?
2: Um, I think it it definitely gets filtered. Um, Like men wearing makeup was, is like generally it's considered like not a thing men do, but like in Korea... Like, okay, if you think of men wearing makeup in, like, a Western sense, it's it's visible. It's, like, guy liner or, yeah. you know, things that, like, make a statement as, like, um, a form of self-expression, whereas in Korea, men might might wear makeup, like, concealer, like, makeup you're not meant to see, necessarily, but to be corrective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now, I think that's flooding more into, like, a Western perspective mm. of, like, mm. men wearing corrective makeup. Mm. Oh. So it's like them also being like, oh, like if like if you want to, like you can also like you know look your best if you don't yeah. you know want to flaunt your under eye circles or something like that. Right. Yeah, and like normalizing that. So I think mm. that if anything has filtered through or is starting to.
1: Yeah, oh, I that's think cool. I think in the next ten years it's going to become more common for American men to. Yeah, put on a little bit of makeup. Totally. Do you wear
0: makeup, Brian
1: No, I don't wear makeup. <laughs> Yummy. That shit's gross. <laughs> uh, no, I I'll, I'll use like Cetaphil and moisturizer, but that's the extent of the amount of like. Skin what, was care what, was what was that? What was that gas? What Sa- was that gas? Sable gas
0: when you said Cetaphil. I have this
2: like, there's like the, f- the funny like Insider Beauty meter. It's like Cetaphil's trash. Oh. <laughs> is it? Well, it's like the one, it's like dermatologists always recommend it because it's super mild, which Uh is true, like it is, but like it doesn't actually clean anything. Oh, wow. Oh, really? This is
0: the insider info that we need. It just like like pushes
2: your sebum around (gasps) and then just like kind of just like lazily like rinses down the sink. Pushes (laughs) your sebum around?
1: Jesus fucking, I can't believe I've been living a life where I've just been pushing my sebum around. Yeah, man. (laughs) my (laughs) life would be so much better if i wasn't doing that you need surfactants dude (laughs) (laughs) you need surfactants i don't don't
2: even know what that means (laughs) 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 no but it's just like a funny thing where like you know like everyone's like the basic super basic things of like skincare it's like cetaphil and like or like you know the whole like dudes just using like water like to wash their faces right where it's like so simplistic but like and, like, if that works for you, great. Like, mm-hmm. if it's not broke, don't fix it.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I do think that men are still a little bit hesitant to dive in deeper into, you know, embracing beauty and self-care. Sure. Because, because vanity is feminine. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. that's what I was going to touch yeah. on. And even if I was into that, I still f- I feel that it would be met with some scrutiny from women, too. Ooh. Like, if they knew that I was wearing makeup, for instance, that mm. might come with judgment.
2: Yes and no. I think now the conversation is so much more open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yes, like we will like now it's like our society is so much more vain so yeah. like, and that's just a response to the fact that like everyone's putting themselves out there. Like, a lot of self- selfies. Yeah, like lots of selfies. I saw you wrote a piece media. about selfies. I did. In oh, celebration did? of selfies. Yeah. Yes. They're the best. I dig the self. It's just because it's a great way, and it's a personal way to like explore yourself and like your your own like mental reflection versus your physical reflection because they're different. Mm. And like, it's a way that like people have like. Um, Like, reflective, well, that's not a term, reflective dysmorphia, but, like, body dysmorphia for their faces, and, like, they don't Mm. really know what they look like Mm -hmm. versus, like, what other people see. And Mm -hmm. everyone's, like, so much more, so much, like, there's, like, so much more scrutiny for yourself Mm -hmm. than, like, shit, like, you wouldn't notice on other people. Yeah. But, like, selfies are a great way to, like, personally kind of, like, reconcile that within yourself. Like,
0: alleviate some of the bad feelings. Yeah, Because I have, like, body dysmorphia, and I take selfies a lot, and it's it's part of the process of like sort of soothing the really terrible totally. parts of yeah. my body dysmorphia
2: absolutely like when i'm spiraling yeah you know what i mean i take and a like selfie. sure like selfies like you want like obviously it's like you would want like nice comments on a selfie and like yeah. usually they are i guess like from your friends like they would always like say like nice things and like it's validation but it's also it's like not something you would say to a person like in like in person but Mm -hmm. it's something it's just like a language that exists on this like specific platform of social media yeah but it does translate to kind of forming your own sense of self as well once you kind of factor those into that right so the things that you might obsess over like oh is my nose crooked or like are people noticing like this pimple and no one notices that they're just like oh dude you look hot and you're like yeah yeah. yeah, I do look hot. <laughs> yeah, it's really helped me a lot. I feel like, you know, just... I
0: mean, I'm in therapy, and I talk about the body dysmorphia a lot, and I've made, like, big uh, progress. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's, that definitely is such a weird thing where I'm like, everyone can see mm-hmm. that this... Lo- I look like garbage. And then people are like, you look hot. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's just in my head. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah.
2: Because, like, there's... A, and then they're like there's this, like, sort of, like, new theory that... It, you know, all this fucking... Uh, self-help Instagram accounts that like personally like I eat that shit up yeah Um, Yeah. but like that's like a huge thing that's happening now and there was one of them that like stuck with me I hit I click that save button where it's like you are not your thoughts or like Mm. your thoughts are not truth Mm. they're just thoughts and I'm like actually yeah because my thoughts are fucking crazy Yeah, yeah (laughs) yeah
0: I need to hear that in, like every five minutes. Yeah.
2: And just because you obsess over something or you think it's true doesn't mean it's true and it doesn't have to be. Right. That's and good And that, to that hear. factors in a lot with like the way you regard yourself mm. and the way you talk to yourself.
1: Mm. Mm. I feel that selfies can be dangerous, at least from my experience, mm-hmm. in that, sure, if you post a selfie on Instagram, it'll most likely get more likes and then... You know, those likes translate to dopamine and Mm -hmm. feelings of confidence and feelings of goodness. But then if you do it too often, and I've fallen prey to this, where then my happiness becomes like tied to my physical appearance because Mm. I make that association with, well people outside of self so public they like this version of me which is just presenting my appearance therefore i should derive a lot of value from my appearance yeah Mm. yeah and i feel that's not i don't think it's the healthiest way of there's a fine line yeah Yeah.
2: like i think if you if you leaned on that like exclusively for validation like that's unhealthy yeah right but like having a balance of like recognizing bits of that like the positive parts of that versus like Examining and like bolstering your own like inner sense mm-hmm. of right. self, like it's a it's a fine mixture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, absolutely. And yeah.
1: as an Asian American man, you know, growing up, we've for a long time we've been seen as, uh, you know, uh, not sexually viable candidates, totally. yeah. and we've been perceived as less attractive than mm-hmm. other other racial groups. And I feel like these, um, these negative beauty standards. Uh, projected against asian men have they have like terrible side effects oh absolutely yeah. and one totally. of them being like there's this huge movement uh not huge but there is a movement of asian men's rights activists oh, yeah on reddit mm-hmm. and on twitter right and
0: mr asians <laughs> mr asians yeah the <laughs> they're, yeah they're like yeah. men's rights Asians, yeah. and yeah
1: um it, it's i've I've looked at these forms and it's just fucking frightening. It's because so it's, scary. It's very self-hating. Yeah. And then they project that hate onto uh, Asian women. Women, Yeah. Yeah. It's well, like
2: self-hate yeah. emasculation coupled with like self-racism as well.
0: And, yeah. Brian, I think it's so smart of you to point out that that like the ho- that whole movement definitely comes from, where Asian men have been placed yeah. in Western society mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's definitely a reaction to that yeah. for sure Yeah Like when I, when I see like the MR Asian stuff I'm like oh this is because in this society you're devalued Right And what else was obviously this was gonna happen you Yeah know? Yeah Which
2: someone and you mentioned this too About like a lot of that being dependent on like the Chinese Exclusionary Act Yeah And how like what was it like the 1950s like mid 20th century
1: Chinese Exclusion Act?
2: Oh, no, no, no. I'm think thinking was... of um, post-World War II when Chinese men in America were only allowed to have, like, domestic jobs. Mm. So, like, working, like... Ooh, really? Yeah, like, working, like, uh in a kitchen or in a laundromat. Ooh, that's so... So, like, like domestic roles and single Chinese women weren't allowed... To immigrate into America because they were considered prostitutes, so mm. it couples like mm. emasculating men with fetishizing Asian women wow. in this like crazy imbalance of the way
0: white people view what, Asians. Yeah, what is that law called? Like, what was that called? Do you remember? We can we'll look it up. Well, the
1: Chinese it Exclusion Act yeah. was late nineteenth century. That's okay. Yeah, I was like different thing totally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very bad at history. <laughs> so. And. You know, I've I, I've had a relationship to this because in my early 20s, like, I would try to hook up with white women as a way to yeah. prove my masculinity mm-hmm. and to, like, really believe in myself that, yeah, I'm attractive, but it's flawed in that why would I assume that white women are the pinnacle of beauty? Totally. Yeah. It's, like, rooted yeah. in that.
0: I mean, that's, that's another part of American, like, ideology that, like, seeps into... Are thinking without us knowing white women are put on a pedestal right They're oh, like, the hundred percent that they're used yeah. they were used to like create like racist hysteria against black people like all black men want to rape white yeah. women it's like cool man like crimes
2: against white women like you're I feel like it's it's so much more sensationalized especially if it's yeah. like a crime against a white woman from like a person of color you're gonna die basically yeah you're being <laughs> said you're, to, you are your guilty your entire family Pretty is much.
0: gonna die yeah 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 so So, because of these toxic
1: beauty standards we know that there are men's rights asians Mm -hmm. but i'm wondering is there do you think there's an equivalent of that that manifests in like women's behavior asian women yeah like
0: i feel like there's a lot of internalized misogyny and internalized racism i hear you know when i do because i've met i mean i'm not i'm not here to blame and i don't even feel any sort of way about Mr. asians or women that act this way but i i feel like i meet a lot of like asian women that are that are um what's the word i guess like act very like i'm a basic white bitch and oh. i date chad and like they, they <laughs> really they really fall into this i'm a sor- sorority girl like those kind of totally yeah, I, I see that, it, but i kind I of like think that's, that's like
2: to- that's ubiquitous almost beyond race right is that like That just happens to be very white culture, but, like, joining a sorority, like, working those types of jobs, like, status jobs, and, like, marrying, like, the, you know, rich white dude is Mm. just, like, a blank. Yeah, that's, like, America, basically. The American dream. Totally. I was eating at a ramen
1: restaurant the other day uh, by myself, and I sat next to this. They were clearly on a date. It was an Asian woman with, like, a white (laughs) finance guy, and he was just on his phone clearly Disinterested <laughs> and but the Asian girl was like, Yeah, like as a way to make herself more mm-hmm. attractive, She's like, yeah, like you know, all my friends call me a bro, and I'm just like, Ew. What? Ew. what, like, wh- why are you stop? Yeah. Love yourself, like, why are you stop. trying so hard for this <sighs> shitty dude That's who's not giving always, you any attention? Yeah. the time of day? I
2: <laughs> see Asian women and white dudes on dates, and the girl is almost always smoking hot. And this dude is like whatever looking, and I'm yeah. like, is he funny? Is he rich? Like, what is the fucking deal here?
3: Yeah.
0: Like,
2: do you not see how fucking hot you are? Like, this guy really? Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's always these hot yeah. Asian girls, and like the white guy will just be like in a blue button down and like know. all birds.
2: He's like, I got a shitty neck beard, and I'm Ugh. like, come on, man, work for your woman. You're gonna lose her. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I feel like the ants, the Mr. Asian p- men. Mm-hmm. I feel like they do focus. Weirdly on the fact that Asian women oh, Women yeah. date a lot of white guys yes. Like that makes them so upset and, But it's fucked up yeah. because yeah. their
1: approach is that Well Asian like they should have Access to Asian women and for them to date White men is a betrayal yes. to us yeah, it's Well like, first of all it's possessive. just like
2: It's basically just like still putting women In a place that like your role is to be Like a sexualized yeah. prop, right. Like a, you're a prize to be won Which is like not a healthy thought To begin with that no. women are prizes They're not yeah. they are people But then like having the like, oh like you just like like that like colonizing white dick. Like and like that that's a lot of the rhetoric they use is like they love being colonized and i was like what we're already calling we're all colonized yeah, like, we're like, like what are you talking about it's already happened
0: yeah <laughs> it's yeah it's weird because they're like oh you you want to like be this guy's like slave yeah. sex slave no i want you to be my site i'm like no that's like bad for no. asian yeah. women yeah can we just not be s- people's sex slaves <laughs> you know like we don't want to be anyone's sex yeah. slave. we're just people we also like what are the ads like magazine.
2: that dude is the sex <laughs> like, what if it's reversed <laughs> yeah what if it's reversed yeah there's like the two stereotypes you're either like the subservient docile like sex slave or you're like the dragon lady
0: yeah i feel like a lot of (laughs) a lot of people expect that from me
2: the dragon lady
0: like either one yeah like sexually yeah and i'm like i am a human being there's a balance do you you have an
1: idea why people think that about you uh
0: I, i mean it's not a lot but sometimes that does come up i feel like if i'm like hooking up with somebody where they're like yeah choke me and i'm like why I don't, know, I don't know you or like or they're they're ex- they're like gonna i don't know this is maybe too oh, choking too has
2: become too casual now yeah, yeah. i don't know sable's <laughs> bored
1: with choking it's not that i'm bored with it it's just
2: like people like they expect it yeah it's like on the menu and i'm like please don't harm me <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. i'm not here to be harmed
1: please <laughs> um so what do you as a beauty expert, what do you think is the best piece of a beauty advice that you've ever received?
2: Wear sunscreen. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's Honestly, like that's the one, huh? That is the cuz I hear that all the time. Wear
1: fucking sunscreen,
2: y'all. Every single day, cloudy or sunny, please. Okay. It's the only actual like if you give a shit about like anti-aging, it's the only thing that's proven is like preventative. Okay. Wearing sun because like once once you fuck up your skin later, the only thing that like might do anything is like expensive lasers and like stuff like that I'm going for the lasers I'm lazy I'm gonna be that's my goal I'm gonna be rich and get lasers yeah (laughs) we get it you sold your Hermes purse you
1: got that dough for for the lasers that's for my rent (laughs) It's my laser (laughs) fund (laughs) yeah And your advice, yeah. your beauty advice for Asian men, is to uh, don't use Cetaphil. <laughs> don't, don't spread you that shit around. Your of-
0: <laughs> I have advice for Asian yeah. men. Yeah. It's, you are hot, and everyone loves yeah. you. And don't don't believe the fucking bullshit. That's yeah. not true. Yeah. The media idea of like Asian men, whatever. Totally. I fucking date and have sex with a lot of Asian men. Yeah. And, and a lot of people do.
1: Something that I've embraced more is with K-pop. I think there's become a, uh, a language of beauty surrounding Asianness, mm-hmm, And yeah, a lot of that definitely. is just tied with, you know, leaning into that vanity and like putting effort, a concerted effort into looking good and presenting well, mm-hmm. which, you know, if you look at K-pop stars, they all look immaculate. Yeah. And um, I think I've just sort of leaned into that and embraced that for myself. It's yeah. like, okay, fuck it. Like this is what it means to be Asian. And part of that is just, I'm going to try hard to look good. And mm-hmm. it makes me feel confident. And you know what like others w- will think it looks good too so yeah it's a win-win
2: yeah. it's a different kind of masculinity it's a, it's a confidence thing for sure oh it's yeah it's like you can look shitty yeah and but then if you're a confident person and you carry yourself like you're hot shit like everyone will believe you yeah it's mm. totally true like that's why like you know the whole like oh, that's my asshole guys like get all the girls because it's, it's like I mean, they're dicks, so it's like they walk uh, around like gorillas.
0: Yeah, and then we're like,
2: "Fuck yeah!" Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> For some reason, it's that walk. <laughs> it's that damn <laughs> walk. It's the walk. But you know what's funny? Like, do you ever go to Asia, like China or Korea or anything, or Japan re- or anything? No. Okay, so I really want to go. It, whatever I, whenever I go, yeah the first thing off the bat, and I don't want to hurt any Asian American men's <laughs> feelings, the first thing I notice right off the bat is that every man looks pretty, like, way attractive because mm-hmm. they carry themselves with, like, a confidence of not having grown up in a place being told that they're not sexy yes so they're just like absolutely oh fuck oh, fuck yeah, yeah. and then i'm like oh my god it's such a different it's a different vibe because they're just like what do you mean i'm not viable yeah. sexually i'm the only kind of man here yeah you know what i mean totally. it's a like, totally different feeling and i'm just like yeah it's like it's like internal yeah mm-hmm. like so many asians in america like
2: myself included grew up in like dominantly like white spaces yes so, so it's like there was like me smaller. and like th- three other asians in my town of Mm -hmm. like mostly white people and so like all of my friends are white like all of my my culture ostensibly was white other than like what went on in my house and then even then like i was like oh we are the weird ones even though i'm like wait no
0: yeah
3: yeah so
2: like growing up with that you then like i started to internalize like whiteness being the norm right Which, like, everybody knows globally is, like, not true, actually. Like, being Asian is the norm. (laughs) Right, right, right. Asians are the predominant population on the planet. But that, like, and that's something that, like, I have, like, been, like, continuously reckoning with, like, throughout my adult life. Yeah. And now, and, like, I'm really, really glad now that we're having these conversations because even, like, when I was growing up and, you know every fucking Asian person uh, like understands the experience of being like, but where are you really from? Yeah. Yeah. And like getting your lunch is made fun of. And Mm -hmm. like I didn't realize until adulthood how ubiquitous that was. And that every Asian person I knew had been asked a bajillion times like, but where are you really from? Right. To the point where it's like a meme now. Yeah. And like I thought I was like the only one who's like an annoying thing. But I was like, oh, this happens to all Asians in America or in like white countries or white spaces. And like then when I started like really thinking about it I'm like this is fucked Leave it our is. lunches alone. Oh, now everyone's like, "Oh, sushi, I'm so special," and I'm yeah. like, "Fuck you! You were fucking making fun of my sushi when yeah, I was in third you. grade. Don't, yeah. don't try to flex." Yeah, yeah. bibimbap. Be- <laughs> I'm just like, "Shut up, bulgogi." I'm like, "It's not how you say it." Be- I swear. Oh my God.
0: If I hear another like, a, like a like a white person say the word bibimbap, I'm gonna uh. fucking kill myself. <laughs> I've had it, Brian. I'm gonna yep. fucking kill myself. Yeah. <laughs> too much
1: it is is fucked though and I want to touch on what you said young me about how there is like a difference in way people carry themselves Mm. like depending on what spaces they grew up in yeah and you know as an Asian guy in America I just sort of felt I wasn't desired Mm. and so this is going to sound a little bit fucked up but the times then I would like when I would visit Korea I'd be like yeah like I'm Korean like these Korean girls are gonna be into me but then when I go there they're like yo your walk is trash and your style is <laughs> fucking trash and you use Cetaphil get I the fuck know. away from me <laughs> <laughs> all right guys so we have Sable here and as you all know Youngmi and I have an advice column so you do we, we do Not really. wow so if you have any if you have any questions <laughs> feel free to email us and it can be about anything anything about the Asian experience feeling
0: Asian podcast. At gmail.com.
1: Yeah. So, Sable, we, and, you know, we're going to all chime in on this. Okay. And I felt that this oh, was this, a...
0: This is kind of what you mentioned already, Sable. Ooh, yeah, yeah, what's the question?
1: So, this is a question from Anthony Lee. And he asks, as someone who lives in a place devoid of Asian culture, (parentheses Midwest, Oy. how do I keep in touch with my Asian self?
2: Wow. Oh. That's a great question. As a person... With no experience of the Midwest, but yeah. <laughs> I would say online. Online. Yeah. I think. I you know have, that sounds really
0: Like I mean, everywhere you I go, you, you have to guys find your
1: tribe. Like read is there certain content that you guys read or how do you guys keep mm-hmm. in touch with your Asian self? Honestly, or is this something like, you don't well
2: like that's how I found you guys. was oh, yeah. through like an Asian cultured podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like now, like in New York City, like a lot of people are doing cool stuff and they're like like Asian communities. Specifically, I guess I should say Asian American communities doing cool stuff and exploring like our dual identities. Mm-hmm. Like Banana Mag does yeah. that really well. Mm-hmm. And um, just kind of like seeding, like finding those groups that speak to the things that you identify with. Right. That's important. And like yeah. if you're in the Midwest and if there's not a lot. You just like, don't have those people IRL, right? Like yeah. finding your community online. You yeah. know what
0: that reminds me of? I remember like being a teenager. This is like right at the birth of. I mean, not really. I'm not that old, but like just like <laughs> when the internet was like coming alive. Yeah. And I remember like really being into like punk rock music, but being like so far away from anyone that was into that. Uh-huh. Like growing up in Saipan, and. Finding things online, it's it's almost like a weird like indie underground movement of yeah. super cool Asian people. Uh-huh. You yeah. know, there's like Banana Magazine, like all those like artsy, yeah, super smart, cool people yeah, that, that, that do live Foreigner
1: media, which is great in space in New York. Yeah, they're like yeah. coastal
0: city yeah. people, but they're online now, and you can like interact and see all this like cool Asian American. Yeah yeah ide- like ideology
2: and like stuff yeah, yeah. Just it's totally comforting to find people who like probably also feel the same way as like you do who yeah. like didn't know how to find their community so they had to make it themselves right yeah. there's right. like, a lot of that yeah. yeah
1: and like similar to your high school experience there is. I have had to uncouple a lot of self hatred, and you know, I tried my best to adapt to white American mm-hmm. ideology, and I kind of felt embarrassed to be Asian, mm-hmm. and because I assumed Asian was just a monolith, it was one thing where yeah. we're all nerds, we're not yep. cool, mm-hmm. but coolness according to what always standard, the sidekick, yeah. always the yeah. sidekick, and like you said, young me, you know, with online content now, I was able to discover like, oh, these are. Really fucking, there's so many cool Asians doing so many cool things, yeah. and they kind of speak this language that I'm aspiring to. Yeah. And uh, once I was able to sort of set aside, like, you know what, I'm done trying to adapt to this white definition of coolness. Uh-huh. uh On my end, like, I try to consume as much Asian American content as possible, Asian content, support Asian American artists, yeah, lots yeah. of podcasts. Totally. Um, I like to read a lot of books that are written by asian american authors uh-huh. right yeah so if you're looking for reading material i recommend uh, <laughs> i just read convenience store woman Ooh. which is great and another book called by cult severance by ling ma which mm. is uh it's awesome
0: yeah and also uh, unfortunately i feel like I, I just thought of this like it's not really part of the advice but like the mainstream acceptance of asian americans though is like kind of i don't know off-putting it's shitty <laughs> right? like you you're it not is gonna, mainstream well now like, like, the guy yeah. the person that's living in the midwest he's not gonna feel good watching crazy rich Asians or something it's like what does this have to do with anything oh <laughs> well, you don't think so <laughs> I don't I mean it's nice to see them on the big screen yeah but it's like so unrelatable oh, i don't know I think there's a I lot of power there, yeah. in being able to
1: just see yeah powerful rich like Asian you yeah regardless of whether that story isre yeah you. right
2: right okay you're right
1: oh I'm, there's no right or wrong oh yeah yeah saying that's i see
2: yeah no i see opinion. what you mean too because like yeah. i i watched crazy Rotations. i loved it i just enjoyed it as like a film Movie. but then like i was like this is not my life <laughs> like yeah. no, absolutely not yeah yeah and like there's a part of me too that would, thought it was a little like iffy that the the lead dude henry golding isn't he halfway yeah that's a i thought that was kind of big topic a little for me and brian yeah because the guy in the book is fully Asian. Mm. so And I'm like, you couldn't find a hot fully Asian dude to play this role? Yeah, Brian talks about that a lot because he loses a lot of acting roles, right? To
0: half white men.
2: That's my passion. Asian men, yeah. (laughs) Do you, okay, do you have like one actor who like always snakes the like roles you go for?
1: Uh, The dudes, half Asian dudes and crazy rich Asians.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, like Henry Golding is like, well, he was like, I think he was like a a show host or... So he's like been in like the biz for a while right. and I guess maybe he was just like, I'm going to switch to acting and then his agent just put him out for that shit. Right, mm-hmm. right. I, you know,
1: I've, I, I have a lot of things to say about it. It could be its own episode, but it's out of my, con- well, yeah. yeah, it's a top down problem because it's these white people Absolutely, who are yeah. these decisions who want to preserve whiteness, mm-hmm. what they consider to be attractive yeah, or yeah. valuable in this sense. And, but I, fuck it. I just figure if you're even what even if you if you're any amount of Asian just celebrate it that's it's, true it's too ultimately good for everyone like they're,
2: they're it's like a whole other culture bubble like also being biracial yeah. as well. Yeah.
0: Baby steps. Yeah. White people can't deal with just a full just, blown Asian no. person. <laughs> I mean Steve Yoon's
2: doing he's doing a lot. Yeah. yeah. He's doing. He's, car- I love, he's, I love him. he's like he's got the whole weight of like Asian <laughs> on his I love him go, so much. Steve, go. I love him. I know. He's
1: great. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yep. I think that wraps up our pod. So thank you so much for joining us, Sable. Yeah,
0: thanks yeah, for where having can me. the listeners find you?
2: Um I I am on some social medias. Um Sable Tooth Tiger. Tiger spelled Tigra because tiger was taken. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the ubiquitous handle. <laughs> nice, sable toothed okay. tiger. Yeah.
1: And do you have any? Where can people find your writing, your work?
2: Oh boy, uh, just Google me, you know. Just just Google, Google. Sable Young.
0: Sable Young. Yeah. yeah.
1: If you Google Brian Park, I am on page <laughs> twelve. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 After like nineteen pages of doctors and dentists, basically. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, if you're listening, you can uh, follow me on Instagram at it's Brian Park, and I have a com- I host a comedy show at Etiquette Space in Williamsburg, and our next show is Sunday. November 17th. Mm. So if you're around, please, 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 you can get tickets at the link in my bio. And Young Me, where can our listeners find you?
0: Uh, YM. M A Y E R Y M mayor on Instagram and Twitter. I also host a comedy show and I never plugged here before. <laughs> Every second Wednesday of the month at eight thirty at the Corners. This month, November, it'll be November thirteenth, so the day that this episode comes out. Right eight thirty eight thirty P. M. If you miss that show, the next one will be December eleventh, eight thirty PM at the Corners and Bed
1: Awesome. That's it. Cool. And guys, follow us on at Feeling Asian Podcast on Instagram. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to us on Spotify, where uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. And please rate and review us on Apple.
0: Yeah, five stars. Five stars. Five stars, baby. <laughs> all right,
1: time to use all these skincare products <laughs> that Staple gave us. Bye. Bye. <laughs>